Hi, and welcome to this audio production of By Morning by Matthew Gazda. Before the play starts, I want to mention that this is a story about the difficult work of finding meaning in tragic circumstances. The kind of circumstances we'd probably rather not talk about. Yet here we are. The play centers around themes of death, sex, and isolation, so please take care while listening. This audio play was produced by Theaters Dead and Rock Rising. I'd also like to personally dedicate this production of By Morning to my older brother, Scott. Lastly, I'd like to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, wherever here is for you. And enjoy the show. By Morning by Matthew Gazda. For now, we'll just read it. Cool. It's a little umph. Hi, brothers. I'm ready. I'm just going to read stage directions. Act one. Dylan, Logan, Gabe sit quietly in a semicircle in a living room. A bottle of whiskey is open on a coffee table. The brothers wear black suits. They sit solemnly, very still. Fuck. The blinds are drawn, like eyelids ready for sleep. You know, it's like the house is dreaming us. I think I'm going to go. Why? I can't sleep here. I- I'm going to find a hotel. Oh, sit the fuck down. Lay off. It's one night. One night, Dylan. Then you can go back to doing whatever the fuck it is you do. Write financial algorithms and suck your own dick. You don't need to insult me to make your point. <laughs> sit down. I don't want to be here anymore. You can't run away from it. Sanctimonious prick. I'm serious. Yeah, so am I. I need to get away from here. Like, right now. If you walk out that door right now, don't think about coming back. Logan? The three of us need to talk. Like, really talk. About it. What is there to say? Some dickhead chose to blow himself up in the lobby of Mom and Dad's hotel, and now they don't exist. There. We talked about it. Now can I go? You're running away. I'm putting an end to this farcical bonding experience. Coward. It's easy for you to say, Logan, you still have a mother. Dylan. Dude. I'm serious. It's a significant difference between us. Your biological mother still exists. Ours doesn't. Do you hate me, Dylan? What I hate is pretending like I have a relationship with either of you. But you don't pretend. What I'm proposing is that we bury the flawed idea of family along with our parents. You're bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm realistic. I don't see the point in honoring a family life that was hell for me. Mm. I mean, it was a lot just for me to come to the funeral. (laughs) Don't exaggerate. You're proving my point for me. I'm constantly being browbeaten, Mm -hmm. cut off, belittled, commanded. Yes, you are. You just don't like being called out. 
You're trying this whole thing where you assume the mantle of patriarch, but you're like a joke. Fear of dad's disapproval has formed my entire life. So why are you acting like him? Because he trained me to replace him once he was gone. My programming's kicked in. I think dad was so hard on you because he thought that you were the only one who actually loved him. I didn't love him. I feared him, obeyed him. Which he registered his love. He tested my loyalty every single day because I guess he didn't trust it. He secretly felt like a fraud, a fraud father. So he punished me for it. You poor baby. He's trying to express himself. We didn't grow up talking about feelings, so it feels inappropriate to start talking about them now. Anxious. (laughs) I feel anxious. Have you tried pharmaceutical drugs? They're wonderful. Every time my phone buzzes, my heart starts to race. Would you be upset if I died, Gabe? Um, yes. I don't see why. Because I would. Oh, oh, do you love me, Gabe? Reluctantly. I just farted. Ooh. What's wrong with you, honestly? <laughs> Whose idea was it to serve baked beans oh. at the reception? I wish you could be a normal human being for once. What's more normal than having the farts? <laughs> I wish you could show some dignity. You wish I was more like you. Manly, tortured, torn apart by my noble grief. My eulogy fucking sucked. I need you guys to acknowledge how bad it was. It wasn't bad. Then what do you call it? Yeah, then what do you call it? Sincere, moving. Embarrassing. I couldn't hold it together. So what? So I hate myself. So Iris is coming over later, by the way. Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, that's actually hilarious. I invited her. Gabriel? Angel of God? (laughs) She texted me. Why? She wanted to share her condolences. Why wasn't she at the funeral? Ask her, dude. You're trying to fuck my high school sweetheart on the night of our parents' funeral? Dude, Logan, that's not what's happening. That's the only explanation I have for why you invited her over here tonight. I don't think the three of us should be alone tonight. I don't want to see her. Yes, you do. You're using grief. My grief. As an excuse to try to get no, close to listen her. to me. As an excuse to try Logan. to... You want to fuck the shit out of her. No, that's not it. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. You're acting like one. You're as bad as Dylan. I am trying to help. You think inviting Iris over here so that you can fuck her is helping the rest of us. That's not what's going on. Bullshit. You want to bang her. You're all about banging her. Bang, bang, bang. You're paranoid. Ghost. She's a ghost. I've got enough. Send her back. Logan. I just don't see why it can't be the three of us sitting here. Sharing a few glasses of whiskey. Because we have nothing to say to each other. We have everything to say to each other. We have conventional things to say to each other. What's conventional about this, Dylan? Us. This. Men drinking because they can't communicate? Define communication. I can't. Then how can you blame us for not being able to do it? I'm blaming us for trying, not for failing. The failure is inevitable. The trying in the first place part is not. You really don't want to be here, huh? No. Why? 
I've already told you. No, but really. There is no but really. Well, you're a bad liar. I'm an amazing fucking liar. You're an amazing fucking asshole. We're being disrespectful. Speaking of disrespectful, I don't want Iris here. I'm serious. She's already on her way. Tell her to turn around. No. Do you want to get punched in the face? Sit down. You're going to call her right now and tell her she's not welcome. Is that a threat? I haven't talked to her in 10 years. And she broke my heart. And it's still broken, and you know that. I'm sorry, but yeah. Call her yourself mm. if you don't want her to Remember come. when you were 14 and I caught you jacking uh, off outside please, of my bedroom door no, while Iris and I were... Don't bring that up. Mm -hmm. It's sick, Gabe. You have a sick obsession with her. I was 14 and you, she was hot. Uh, went ooh, too far and you're still ooh, <laughs> going too far. Iris and I are friends. <laughs> what? We both live in the Since city. Oh, so you're currently fucking her. Oh. And that's what this is about. My God. You're Listen. a worse liar than Dylan. Calm down. No. Here's an idea. You both want a banger. So why don't you take turns tonight? Tag team it. Or better yet, since this is all about measuring manhoods, why don't you both whip your dicks out and let her choose once and for all which one she wants to suck more? You sit there making fun of us for having feelings for Iris. But, like, I mean... Are you a virgin, Dylan? Because I wouldn't be surprised. You're probably one of those guys who has to finger fuck a girl for three hours because you can't get it up. Are you done? For now. You're both mischaracterizing my intent here. Gabe, you're trying to convince us that the thing you're doing entirely for your own selfish reasons is good for us. Thank you, Dylan. Out of nowhere with the assist. She has been in the car for several hours at this point. I can't ask her to turn around. Whatever. Just don't be surprised if I don't feel like talking to you for a few years. If ever. Uh, still don't know why we're fighting. What else is there to do? <laughs> it shouldn't have all just brought us together. You'd think so, but apparently not. Maybe if we admit that our love for them was tenuous at best. Then we can really have a conversation. No. See, that's your vision of our family, Dylan. It wasn't tenuous. The love. Not for me and not for Gabe. Oh, come on. Dad. A tyrant. Mom. Psychotic. Don't exaggerate. Don't sanitize the past. When you sold your company, I was crushed. Why were you crushed? Because I have to work. For the rest of my life, while you get to spend 11 months out of the year planning for Burning Man. Don't you think it's in poor taste to show so much petty jealousy on a night like tonight? Things come easily to you because you don't feel anything, especially remorse of any kind. You could ask for money. We are creating ill will. There's always been ill will. I don't think you know what it was like growing up with you as a brother. No, I don't. It sucked. Well, I apologize then. You soaked up the sunlight. Choked everything else out. Gabe managed to survive the way a fern grows under a tree, but I couldn't even manage that. I was this little clump of moss growing in a place where the sun never hit. It is amazing how quickly we forget that we're still wearing the suits we wore to the funeral. Mm, no one's forgotten anything. Are you sure about that? Dad bought me this tie. I'm going to call a car now. Why are you so uncomfortable? Being here is pointless. Please let me leave. <laughs> Look, Dylan, you're a grown man. I'm not going to stop you. 
That wasn't your attitude 10 minutes ago. You've broken my will. You're not gonna leave. You just want to feel like you have the option to. You're right. I still have expect to see Dad tomorrow. Sitting under the lilac tree in an old sweater. The morning paper on his lap. A cup of black coffee in his hand. Are we gonna sell the house? It still smells like them. I know. Everything is them. You reach out. You reach out and they're not there. They no longer occupy the space they carved out in the world. Jeez. What? Oh, I just... It's really hurts. It's like this sting. I know. There was hope. Always hope. Or something enough like it to constantly astound us as if we were always rediscovering the stars. But now there's only this self-abolished fire. Something we made up and then stopped believing in. Hey, Gabe. How do you endure being so unsuccessful? How do you endure going on audition after audition without getting any parts? Waiting tables? Living in a hole? Why are you asking me a question that is, like, calculated to hurt me? Because it... Because it feels good. Mom called me that morning from the hotel. What did she say? She said that she and Dad were having a nice time. And that they were going downstairs to have breakfast. What a thrilling last minute on earth. Shut the fuck up. It was two in the morning for me when she called, but I wasn't asleep and she knew that I wasn't asleep because I'm never asleep. A problem I inherited from her incidentally. I don't think we're gonna see much of each other after tonight, are we? Maybe just at holidays? Does it have to be like that? Not necessarily. But it will, because that's exactly what we want. To go our separate ways and to not look back. We're alive. <laughs> We're alive. We're alive. It's just a fucking nightmare. We either bury bodies or we burn them. The purpose of both is antiseptic. Rotting bodies stink and carry diseases. We shouldn't forget that. That funeral rituals are about cleansing. It's wiping down the counters, scrubbing the floors. Dying is an evolutionary necessity, objectively speaking. Without it, life on this planet wouldn't be possible. Our hearts are programmed with a specific amount of maximum possible beats for a reason. I work with a lot of guys in tech who want to reprogram their biology so they can live another hundred years or thousand or like forever. But I hardly need to explain that these are the most petty, delusional, self-absorbed human beings on earth. It really annoys me that the word futurism is associated with this, like, turn yourself into a computer utopianism. Like, what exactly is appealing about a world filled with immortal tech jocks? It's like people paying a lot of money to have their heads chopped off and frozen after they die because they actually think it'd be fun to wake up in some alien future where nothing they loved exists or is even remembered. Science was supposed to be a reprieve from religion, but it turned out to be the exact same thing, an attempt to shatter time and bring back the dead. 
I think actually our civilization is indistinguishable from ancient Egypt where they stuffed bodies with sawdust and myrrh. Only now we promise to transform neurons into silicon tubes. Promise. As if death isn't programmed into everything. As if life had a destination other than oblivion. It isn't. It doesn't. What are we really upset over tonight? Our parents lived more comfortable lives than 99.9% .9 of people who have ever lived. They lost a few years off the top. They didn't suffer. And the years they lost, they would have been spent being mummified by modern medicine. Like, do you ever see old people in parks, in wheelchairs, pushed by caregivers, totally incapacitated, and wonder what the point is of keeping bodies alive like that? Miserable, shrunken husks. Alone, abandoned, tormented. Why? What's the point? I mean, why do we fetishize life to the point where we don't know how to end it? I don't know. Like, why bother with self-improvement? Changing yourself, transforming yourself, when you can't get at the basic programming that's going to stop your heart one day soon? Dylan, man, I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. Uh huh. I just don't want to get stuck in this cycle of insult and injury. You're not going to get to know me. Not now. Not ever. Why? Because what is there to know? <laughs> you. And who's that? You tell me. I don't know any better than you do. I pours the whiskey, I drinks the whiskey. We're going in circles. We are learning about each other. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> I think you are afraid of your emotions. I don't have any emotions to be afraid of. I don't believe that. Because you can't imagine what it's like to be me. Neither of you can. Don't drag me into this. Fine. Pass the whiskey. Is Iris really on her way? Is that a real thing? I... Yes, I already told you that. Rat, 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 rat. I smell a rat. This is the first day in a decade I haven't looked at my phone. My brain almost feels clean. Tonight reminds me of that big storm that hit the house when we were teenagers and knocked the power out. Dad listened to baseball on a transistor radio. Mom read by candlelight. We played hide-and-go-seek with all the neighborhood kids, and it was great because the whole block was completely dark and spooky and dripping with rainwater and littered with broken branches. I'm hungry. Is there any food in the fridge? There are a ton of leftovers. Please don't try to make small talk with me. Okay. The world is a terrifying feedback loop. Don't you think? I didn't realize how hungry I was. I still haven't gotten my appetite back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. I can't believe I'm stuffing my face like this. You're hungry. Why well, feel bad? Are you sure you don't want some? Yep, I'm sure. I'm going to go get a plate. 
You know he won't eat anything that someone else has touched, right? Yeah, I feel bad for him. Which is what he wants, our secret sympathy. No, I don't know about that. He's manipulative. He's unhappy. Unhappy people are manipulative people. Is it that simple? Yes, actually. <laughs> I know from experience. Talking about me? No. Yes. I figured. It wasn't anything terrible. What did you say? You're so sensitive. Is that a problem for you? No. Is it a problem for you? Yes, it is. We are all sensitive, clearly. I'm really looking forward to getting on a plane and getting the fuck out of this family. I'd love to beat the shit out of you. Why don't you then? It wouldn't make anything better. Actually, I think you're mistaken about Just that. finish your food. Logan, you gotta chill. Gabe, did you wash your hands before you touched the plates? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> But did I mention that I rub my ass over everything? <laughs> Aimed a couple real, real wet farts right at the potatoes. Logan, do you want my food? Uh, here. Here. Thanks. I keep returning to the thought that nothing's ever going to feel quite right again. They were two names in a newspaper article. Statistics in a headline. 50 dead in a bombing. And in a few weeks, they won't even be that. They'll be forgotten entirely. Except by us. But eventually, we'll die too, and then... I don't care what happens after I die. Suit yourself. It's like a bank account's been closed. I wanted to leave so this wouldn't happen. What's this? The interrogation of memory. It's natural. It's painful for no reason. I think I'm starting to see Dylan's side of things. Then go, both of you. Get the fuck out of here. Don't act hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm pissed off. No, dude, just say you're hurt. That's the truth. You don't know shit, Gabe. Don't bother pretending like you do. You just come off as clumsy and incompetent. Thanks, bud. I can still see her when she was young. On a summer evening, watching the three of us chase after fireflies. Ankles aching, varicose veins beginning to appear. The neighbor's kids climbing the dogwood tree. It was amazingly beautiful. It crushed me to realize that I hadn't come from her womb. I used to sit on the veranda in the summer with her and listen to the rain strike the tin awnings. And... Uh, I'd burrow into her arms and chest and stomach and listen and cry. Probably did that until I was 12 or 13. She wanted a daughter. She wanted a lot of things. Dylan, what are you planning to do with the rest of your life now that you're rich? I find that particular question distressing, to be honest. <laughs> I think you're a weak person. Noted. Remember last year when we went out to dinner for mom's birthday? I got so angry at dad over something he said. I don't remember about what. The what wasn't important. What was important was the battle itself. Being in the enclosed space, the, the restaurant where we could all just tear each other apart. What makes me saddest is the memory I have of the waitress's face. 
She was clearly having a long night and just wanted to get through her shift. And instead, she had to serve this table of complete fucking lunatics. There was something important in her face. It was a sorrowful face. I bet she'd been waiting tables for 30 years. Same restaurant, same shift. She just wanted to play her role, announce the dinner specials, and go home. And we didn't let her. We kept the whole restaurant open squabbling. Our family life is was intense, and we hardly realized it. We act normal, but we're not. We're obsessed with each other. Unfortunately. Iris is going to be here in a few minutes. I actually think if I had the choice between beating the shit out of you or Dylan, I'd choose you, Gabe. Go for it. Hello, Iris. Hello, Dylan. I'm going to sit on the porch for a few minutes and have a cigarette. Would you like to join me while they work things out? Sure. That cocksucker. I mean, obviously, we deserve it. Yeah. It's funny. Hilarious. Morning by Matthew Gazda. An audio play in four acts. I hope you continue listening, and for more information, visit bymorningpodcast.com.